Hello, and welcome to the Cedarville Stories podcast. What is it like to travel 10,000 miles over 26 days? For Ben and Carissa, it was an experience they've never felt before. As part of the Transform Tour, Ben and Carissa served as members of the Heartsong worship team that performed across the country. And it took some adjustments as they've never traveled, lived, or slept in a touring bus before they departed on the tour. But through all of the adjustments, Ben and Carissa share their faith in Jesus is stronger today than when the tour first began. And in many ways, they believe they have been transformed more like Christ as a result of ministering to people from coast to coast. Thank you, Sarah, for the introduction. I am Mark Weinstein, and welcome back to another episode of the Cedarville Stories podcast. Today in the program, I'm talking with two members from Cedarville's Transform Tour as they reached the midway part of their 13-city, 26-day tour across the United States. I'm recording today's program on May 26th, just prior to the event in Dallas. The tour's final event was June 3rd in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Joining me today on the program is Benjamin Johnson and Carissa Johnson, I believe no relation, and they both perform on the Heartsong team that is played at every tour event across the, the United States on this tour. We'll talk about their experiences on the tour Throughout the program, Ben is a senior majoring in civil engineering, and he comes from Libertyville, Illinois, which is north of Chicago. And Carissa is a senior from Oswego, Illinois, and she is majoring in nursing. And Oswego is a southwestern suburb of Chicago. It's great to have a pair of Illinois students on the program today. Welcome, Ben and Carissa, to the Cedarville Stories podcast. Great to see you guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. We're halfway through the Cedarville 13-city, 26-day Transform Tour at this time of the recording. So I want to start with Ben. As I'm looking at you you guys, you guys are in Texas right now. But Ben, as a member of Heartsong, when did you first learn that your Heartsong team would be performing on the tour? Just the end of last summer's Heartsong Tour, uh, just as all the teams were coming back to Cedarville for outbriefing, Ashton pulled me aside and mentioned the possibility that um, Cedarville is going on tour with uh, our president, Dr. White, and they want to bring a heart song team with them. It was going to be going around the United States. And that was a little bit of shock factor um, coming off of a full summer of ministry at Lake Ann Camp, mm-hmm. um, but was super exciting. I felt very undeserving of the role of being on this tour, um, but also felt very humbled and excited to step into something new and um, unknown. And uh, it's been, it's been really rewarding. So So you talk about role. What is your role with Heartsong? I'm the team leader on this Heartsong team. Okay. And and in that role, what do you do? We're a music team primarily Mm -hmm. that uh, rehearses a lot of music. And so I'll, I'll be in charge of running a lot of rehearsal time. Um, We're also a a close-knit community and you can imagine doing life on the road together for eight weeks. I mean, you're kind of family. And so trying to navigate um, developing team culture, team um, uh, community and uh, discipleship is also certainly a big part of that, which is probably the most rewarding part. Uh, so a lot of logistics, thankfully with Transform 2, I'm not in charge of planning the entire right. road trip around the United States, but when it's just heart song, I'm kind of, you know, travel details and where are we staying and how are we doing this? Okay. I have a lot of help from my boss, but like the travel manager <laughs> in a few ways. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Chris, let's, let's shift to you. So uh, what were your initial thoughts about being on this tour? Because as, as uh, Ben has said, traveling 13 cities over 26 days can be grueling. What's, what were your thoughts when you got the news that you're on this team? 
I was excited. Uh, I was also at Lake Ann Camp on the same team as Ben the previous year. And so it definitely was also a shock. There was a lot of unknowns, which I think was a little bit difficult in the beginning to just really have to go along with the ride. But initially, really excited. Have you guys always been on the same Heart Song team? Because I know that what there's like four Heart Song teams at Cedarville. Yeah. As a freshman, Chris and I were not on the same team, but then the last two years, this, and then last year we uh, were on the same team. It's been a blessing. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. do you guys, I assume you, you perform, you sing or you play something. Is that true? I play bass guitar. What about you, Carissa? I sing. Okay. So have either of you traveled this extensively as part of a musical group prior to the Transform Tour? Or is this a new experience altogether? Yeah. Completely new, new experience. Even last year with covid the traveling with heart song was reduced and so we did a lot of chapels and so coming off of a full school year of traveling again to camps but even compared to that this is much more so yeah and i'm talking with ben and carissa johnson two members of the heart song team that is part of cedarville's transform tour this summer for our listeners uh, the tour started with uh an event in Grand Rapids, Michigan. They went to Chicago, Illinois, which is Oswego, Illinois, really. Milwaukee, Des Moines, Iowa, Denver, and San Diego. And, and on the night of, uh, actually tomorrow night, you guys are uh, in Dallas, and then the next night, Houston. So um, have you had a favorite city that you've got to see for the first time? Mm. And, and why was it a favorite city? I think probably my favorite one was our first stop in Grand Rapids, the church just, I mean, okay, it was our first event and yeah. we had all woken up and we were like, it was our first night sleeping on a bus together as a team. And we all kind of just stumbled out of the bus. We were welcomed by like two or three different staff members. And I was like, oh, good morning. And I, you know, wiping my eyes off. And, and then they, we, they just welcomed us into their church and they had this uh, warm breakfast prepared and like 10 at least staff members. And interns were just sitting with us at different tables and just asking us about our life. And mm -hmm. I felt very much like this is my goal for um, ministry is to be engaging you in conversation, asking how I can be um, encouraging you. And, and yet I felt like they were doing the same thing to us. And so that was just a sweet start mm -hmm. to the, to the tour, um, just to be welcomed with an incredible hospitality, graciousness, generosity. And then we got ready for the day and started setting up and the event was that evening and it was just more of the same. I mean, yeah. the church just lavished us with volunteers and just graciousness and um, prayed for us multiple times. And it was, it was a very encouraging stop in, in Grand Rapids. What about you, Carissa? That's where my mind went to, was that first stop in Grand Rapids. Um, it was also really special to be back in Denver um, having grown up there, but I hadn't been back. I visited once in middle school, but I moved to Illinois when I was in fourth grade. And so coming back there was really special. And my older brother who now lives there got to come to the event, which was really special. Um, so I think there was a lot of nostalgia and sentimental feelings about the area. Yeah. And it really felt like two worlds were colliding because my Cedarville world and this group of people that has had such an immense impact on my growth as a believer colliding with my childhood and to see and think and reflect on the Lord's faithfulness to sustain me because I was so young when I moved out of Colorado and I could not have guessed or imagined or dreamed where he would have brought me in his good and graciousness to me. So 
that was a really, really special event, sure. the one in Denver. Sure. Uh, that makes sense. So I want to uh, move the conversation ultimately to hearing like, what are some of the memories that you've gathered, some of your yeah. favorite experiences? But before I get to that, what's it like sleeping on a bus as it goes from city to city? Because that's something I've never experienced. It's yeah, it's definitely been an adjustment sleeping on a bus. It's crazy for me to think that 12 bunk beds can fit in a single lane of traffic as you're going, you know, whatever miles an hour down the highway at night. But uh, we make it work. I can sleep pretty much anywhere and it's not too difficult for me. I like my little cozy. I mean, it's it's a small little box and it's, you know, it's it's blackened out in there. It's a dark room. I got a little shade that I pull and I, it's like my own little private space on the bus. And so it's nice to have that, but I'm usually pretty wiped at the end of the day. And so I just fall asleep right away. And I've only smacked my head a few times when I'm waking up, you know, on the bunker uh, <laughs> above me, but um, getting better at that. So have, have you adjusted to the uh, sleeping on the bus, Carissa? I have really not had a problem. My mom got me these earplugs and an eye mask. And once those bad boys go in, I just can't hear anything. And so it's been really good because I am so much more of a morning person than a night person. And a lot of people on the tour bus are night people. And so being able to still go to sleep at a decent time when everyone else is literally five feet away watching a movie or playing music has been good. So I feel like I didn't know what to expect when I came on the bus, but then after the first few nights, I was able to adjust a little bit better and get what I needed. And yeah, it's been really sweet though. And I have some pictures up in my bunk and a mm. little fan. So you can kind of make it your own and customize it a little bit, make you feel more homey. And that has to be quite a challenge. But as we move toward the middle of the program, guys, um, you know, we're halfway through the Transform Tour. As I mentioned earlier, Dallas is uh, tonight, Houston's tomorrow night. And uh, I'm just curious, at the halfway point, what's been your favorite part of the trip? Let's start with Carissa. The favorite part definitely is getting to interact with different churches and growing an appreciation for how each church operates and seeing how unique and different they are. Um, I grew up going to the same church since we moved to Illinois and only really knowing that church and then finding a new church when I came to Cedarville. Uh, just the exposure we get to the different ministries and how the church staff operate and their willingness to love on us, even though we truly are strangers to them. And I've really been encouraged to get to be in those spaces and interact with church members and see how excited they are to see young people wanting to be involved any way they can to further the gospel. And that has been definitely my favorite part of the tour so far. That's great. How about you, Ben? I would pretty much reiterate everything Carissa said on that um, matter. I That's probably my favorite part, just meeting the people um, and hearing the stories. Uh, the first church we went to, I mentioned uh, Chapel Point in Grand Rapids, Michigan. They have a shirt with the saying, be the church right, on it. Right. It's, it's very simple. Um, it doesn't have any of their church branding on it. It's just, it's just a simple phrase. And I felt very much like that was lived out and it's fun to, and encouraging and rewarding and filling to just dive into conversations of how can I pray for you? Mm. Uh, what's, what's the life of this church? Like how, what's coming next in church life? How can I be praying for that? And I've been just kind of jotting down prayer requests for different people I've met at different churches and I'm trying to pray through those regularly. And it's just encouraging and it's sweet to see 
um, the global church around the United States and multiple thriving, really thriving churches. That's great to hear. And I'm talking with Ben and Carissa Johnson, two members of the Heart Song team that is part of Cedarville's Transform Tour this summer. And and guys, um, you know, one thing I my mind goes to, you've talked about, you talked about uh, sleeping on the bus, living on the bus, traveling, music, uh, singing, performing. What's it been like to develop relationships with the fellow Transform Tour people? Because you guys are together literally 24-7. That's right. What's it like? Yeah, we're interfacing now with four full-time Cedarville staff people that are living in the same living space. And it's it's just been smooth. Uh, the transition has been seamless. Um, uh, conversation is natural. Uh, we can talk about real things together. We can pray together. Um Functionally, once I finish my role, I'm asking Ron, I'm asking Ari, Kaylee, and Chris, hey, what do you need done? And yeah. we just, as a team, just kind of help each other out in that way. And it's just, it's really rewarding. I think of Psalm 133, behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. Yeah. And that's just been, I think, a refrain in my mind um, of the community experience last few weeks. So, Carissa, is it kind of like a small glimpse of what heaven could be like? Yeah, I think that's a sweet way to put it. I don't think we've ever thought about it that way necessarily um, or talked about that, but I love that. I, I think especially getting to enjoy God's creation together has been really sweet. Uh, we have had really cool opportunities to see and do things that I might never do again. It's continually pointing back to eternity. Yeah. And I remember sitting at almost the highest point that you could get to in Rocky Mountain National Park with all the members of Heart Song, Ra, Kaylee, Chris, Ari, and we had a couple other members of the tour bus team who pop in and out uh, there at that time and our host family for that day. And we were talking about what it would be like to live in eternity when you that never ends. We, we think of life as X amount of years, as many years as God gives you and allows you to live and then you die and that's it. But we know as believers that there is a, there's eternity. Um, there is life beyond this, and this is not our home. And you could argue that Rocky mountain national park is one of the most beautiful places on earth and so yeah. magnificent. Yeah. And we just couldn't help but talk about how much, sweeter and more beautiful and breathtaking eternity will be. And we get to enjoy that with our creator mm. uh, forever and ever. Right. And that only motivates us to want to then share that truth and hope with others, encouraging believers of that and also introducing unbelievers to that for the first time, uh, because we don't want anyone to not get to experience that. Um, so yeah, I like, I like that a lot. I think it definitely would mirror and picture a lot of what eternity would be like. I, I just love listening to you guys talk and I get excited about the future when I hear you guys talk about your faith and what this tour has taught you. And it's just um, reinforce your faith in Jesus. I have time for two more questions. And um, Ben, how much downtime do you guys get uh, from event to event? It's uh, That's one of the unique uh, things of this tour for a heart song. Um, we typically are at a uh, camp for, you know, an entire um, week, you know, a 
Monday morning to a Saturday afternoon. And it's usually that Saturday afternoon to Sunday that is kind of turnaround time that you maybe get to, you know, call home and go out, run, grab some groceries from Walmart or, uh, you know, uh, watch a movie or whatever. Um, And it's different for each heart song team with the uniqueness of the each camp. That was my experience last year at Lake Ann. But um, this this tour is unique with uh, traveling. 10,000 miles that that travel time uh, has to happen. And so not everyone is engaged while the bus is driving. And so there is a lot of extra downtime. Um, it's it's worked out to about an event every other day, um, if you average it out, yeah. I believe. And so it is sweet, like Krista mentioned, we get it, we get to do a lot of uh, basking at God's glory and creation and beholding him in that way. And to do that with like-minded people of believers. It's sweet to make much of Christ. It's sweet to travel with Dr. White and his family and to, to uh, get close with them and see that the, uh, the talk he talks from the chapel stage is the walk he walks yeah. in, uh, in, in life. And even when we're in a national park, even when we're just, uh, uh, getting dinner at a restaurant together, um, he's, he's a man of humility and it's sweet just to, um, learn from him. And we were in, um, last Sunday, we were in a national park and we had our own church service right down there in the, uh, nice. in the, uh, river gorge of, uh, Zion national park. Ooh, and, uh, beautiful. we studied Psalm 19 together. Uh, it wasn't anything, uh, flashy. We didn't, you know, bring down a guitar or anything. We just, we looked at God's word, we prayed. And, uh, later on as we, um, we stopped and we just, we sang some songs together and it was just a, it, it's just Christians being Christians and it's, it's sweet. Thanks for sharing that. Zion's one of the most beautiful places in our country. Carissa, what was it like for you to just worship our creator in that setting? Very special. I haven't experienced anything like it. Um, and I really appreciate getting to travel with brothers and sisters who continually point me towards truth and towards um, things that are eternal rather than uh, keeping our eyes down and focusing on fleeting things. And uh, we had a lot of conversations about the, you know, general revelation through creation and how sweet that is to also have God's word coupled with that. And it was really special to be led in that little church service by Dr. White, but that wasn't the only day that we uh, pulled out God's word as we were walking around creation or sang together. And it really felt like at every moment of the time we spent in Zion or arches, um, that there was a worship song that came to mind or a scripture passage. And that's how we were created is to worship, worship our father. And, um, it grows in me a, a greater humility because who am I, but also a thankfulness that this beautiful uh, national park isn't even the pinnacle of God's creation. It's man. And he cares so much more deeply for man than he does the rocks or the seas and the animals that live in there. And so it was, I mean, I, I'm so grateful Mm. and it is, has been such a special experience. So how are you guys different from your perspective spiritually from the more than from the night that you departed campus for Grand Rapids to this point right now in the tour, how are you different? How is the, what has the Lord taught you? How are you different spiritually? I think it, it goes back to uh, the time that we've spent in creation. Yesterday we 
talked through Psalm 104 and Dr. White with Psalm 19 and Psalm 8, passages of scripture that really talk about God's care for his creation. And in my own heart, it has given me a lot of peace Mm -hmm. and has increased my trust in the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I realize more and more um, that I do not need to be anxious about anything like scripture tells us. And I am cared for by an almighty God who's literally holding everything together and really just feeling in awe of how he is orchestrating all of these things at the same time. Like he's holding creation together, but he's also doing a really special work in the heart of man at the same time. Uh, And how cool is that? So getting to be involved in that's been special. Now, before Ben answers the question, um, how are people responding, Carissa, to each worship service? Hmm. We've gotten a lot of really positive responses and people seem to be very excited. Uh, It's really cool to see Dr. White so boldly proclaim the gospel in front of people that he's never met before, but he knows that scripture is true and our foundation should be on the word of God. And so I think people are really excited about that because this world is so opposite of that and there's a lot of hopelessness. And so I think people are one getting really excited and getting encouraged. Uh, also definitely some conviction Mm -hmm. continually in my own heart too. Um, I think that they've really enjoyed the worship, uh, through music and just how faithfully Dr. White's brought the word. And then also the relationships we build before and after the service, we don't just get there, set up, go hide in the green room and come out and sing. We get there, we set up, we hang out with the members of the church, the pastors and the staff and their families. And then we open the doors an hour before the event starts. And we hang out with whoever comes an hour before we take pictures, we talk, we laugh, and then we walk into the event with them. And after the event, we ask them what they thought, how we can pray for them. Mm -hmm. So I think people have been really encouraged. Yeah. And maybe, maybe the transform tour will be the spark of revival in our country or, Mm -hmm. or be like the, the church, uh, saying in Grand Rapids, be the church. Maybe, yeah. maybe our, maybe this little transform tour that we think is so great, which it is, <laughs> is going to have a transformational difference yeah. or impact in our country. Ben, what yeah. about you? Yeah, no, that's, it's exciting stuff. Right before we started transform tour, I had a, about two days of turnaround at home with my family. And I went out to dinner with my parents and uh, my dad in passing shared a passage from Colossians. He's a big scripture memorizer and um, it was Colossians 4, 2 through 6. And I remember the next day I went to um, one of the seminaries on me in the library. And I just, I found this random book and uh, it was just, it was an exposition, a commentary on those four verses from Colossians um, and just some other cool ways the Lord orchestrated that happening. But this passage has really been the framework for, especially this month of Transform Tour and certainly this whole two months of Heart Song Tour for us. Um, it. I'm not, I won't read it, but I encourage, I encourage you to look at it. I, I encourage anyone who's like really in the the trenches of ministry to really study this passage. It's been a helpful framework for me. Um, it talks about prayer and it talks about um, praying for opportunities to declare the mysteries of Christ, praying for opportunities to just share the gospel, 
And um, I think that's been a big way I have grown over the last few weeks is realizing and um, trying to um, live out the importance of prayer. My God is sovereign and my God orchestrates every little thing. And um, certainly every conversation I have on the road, we, I mean, it's been sweet, not only in these two hours every other night at events have we had gospel centered conversations. I think back just a few days ago in San Diego, our Uber driver was a, uh, a practicing Muslim. And uh, one of our hearts on guys were just sitting in the passenger seat with him for about an hour round trip and uh, was just listening to him. And we were talking about uh, what we've been learning in the word recently and in the back seats. And I mean, we were just, it, it, there are opportunities that are popping up everywhere. And um, I think even more than right. Cause we're at an event. I talked to a random church member for maybe gosh, 30 minutes. If, if we, if we hit it off and then I say, bye, I'm never going to see you again. And um, asking how I can pray for them, praying for them in the moment and then committing to pray for them um, to my father who is sovereign is just as powerful ministry as the God who is living and active, even in that conversation. And so um, I think even more than a practical hands-on in the moment team, my vision and my hope and the way I've been excited and encouraged to see the team uh, shift into this summer has been a, a prayer, a prayer team. And uh, we have prayed for those we have um, ministered to in previous events. And um, that's been, that's been a way I have grown is learning the importance of prayer. Yeah. That's so, that's so encouraging. And I, and I mentioned this earlier that just listen to you guys talk. I, I get so encouraged and so excited about our future um, and um, what the Lord is going to do through you guys as college students. And then when you graduate uh, in a year or so, but uh, unfortunately our time is up, but I do have one final question and it's, you both can answer it. Who, anyone can go first, but when the tour concludes on June 3rd, how do you think you'll summarize your experiences on the tour? What are you going to take away? What are you going to remember? I don't think I'm at a point of summarizing it in one succinct phrase yet, but we've watched this, uh, this few minute video at every event. And while we're on the stage, it talks about, um, it, it talks about the Cedarville experience and right. The tagline is, uh, bolder, wiser, closer to Christ and, um, not being cliche at all. I think that is, I think that is real. I have grown in boldness as I've learned to, um, ask more intentional questions, lead with more intentional questions instead of more uh, talking about the weather questions. I have uh, wisdom as there have been just so many new experiences. And uh, the only medication for that is uh, pouring myself over God's word and asking him to transform my mind. And, um, and he has slowly. I mean, um, I'm pretty thick headed and it takes a while for things to get through, but I mean, it's sweet to see the way that Christian community coupled with uh, Christian leaders who are at like the next stage of life than I am and, and God's word, certainly and prayer and just hearing the same gospel message preached every night. I mean, it just, it's, it's, it's pushing me closer to Christ. So I think all those things combined, uh, they're true. It's, it's a transformational experience, not only for, I hope the people that are attending, but for us um, putting it on. So yeah, those would be well some said. words. Well said, Ben. How about you, Carissa, as you wrap up the program? I think the biggest thing is an increasing trust in my creator. And he is the one who sustains me 
Um, and I don't want to just forget that once I leave this tour, but every day is different here. There's no routine. Nothing is the same. Every human is different every day, except for the 12 of us who are traveling together. And for someone who loves routine and loves organization and loves a schedule, it has been very challenging and seeing how, when I step out of my desire to be self-sufficient and submit to my creator and his plan for my life and his will for my life. Um, I just grow to have more peace, um, not feeling as anxious and also, uh, really appreciating the leaders that God has placed in my life, um, to spend more time getting to know and in conversation and, um, again, the importance of being involved in a local church and serving in that way and not neglecting that church body, because there are so many cool things that we've done on this trip. But the thing that gets me, and I'm not even kidding, the thing that gets me the most excited is the local church and getting to be involved in the little pieces of Mm. um, the ways that these churches are trying to uh, further the gospel by hosting us as a transformed tour. Right. So. Those are a couple of things that I pray I don't forget. Yeah, I'm sure you won't forget. Um, it sounds like this trip is um, obviously a once in a lifetime. It's a um, it's more than just a memory. It's a life experience, and it's I think it is going to serve you well uh, in the immediate future, but even in the long term. And uh, I pray that you never forget what you experienced uh, on this trip, and you use it uh, fully for God's purpose and glory. So. I want to thank you for spending the last uh, half hour or so with me on the Cedarville Stories podcast. It was great to get to know you a little bit and hear your, your experiences. And, you know, you talk about um, music, and uh, I mean, the, the, the words are different. So I don't mean what I'm going to say because of the words, but uh, the song that comes to my mind when I think of you guys is Weary Traveler. Um, you guys have been on the road for a long time, and uh, you're, you're back in about a week. And, uh, and so I look forward to seeing you guys when you turn to, return to campus. I pray that you continue to have safety as you travel and, and uh, minister fully uh, f- for the remaining days of the tour. So thanks for joining mm-hmm. me this week on the podcast. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Cedarville Stories podcast brought to you by Cedarville University. If you were encouraged by today's episode, share it with a friend. Please rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast provider. And connect with us at Cedarville on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And be sure to come back next week when we'll hear another inspiring Cedarville story for God's glory.